welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode number 22, Through Adversity We Grow Resilience. So I am just getting back after a week away. Our spring break was spent as a family of six. At least our four kids were able to join us at uh, different times, so for different durations of our trip. But that being said, I felt super fortunate to just have all six of us together for a period of days and it was really a blessing on so many levels and also a gift of replenishment and a gift of perspective. I think anytime I leave my habitat and I venture out into the world, which has been not a very typical uh, MO in the last year, but by doing so, it just gives me that sense of lifting my head, looking around and just seeing things a little differently and from another vantage point. So it's both good for me, I think, personally and professionally. So this episode today about adversity and growing resilience, I believe is just a really, I think, very natural next episode because the gift of discomfort really comes from this place of believing that struggle and hard and seeking out struggle and hard in this life is so very worthwhile. And why? Because I think as we build muscles of resiliency and the ability to be vulnerable and the, you know, the gift of what it means to become more hardy and made of something that says, hey, whatever crosses my path, I have whatever it takes to figure out how to meet it, engage with it, learn from it, grow with it and from it, and be better for it. And frankly, I think that's why we're here on this earth as human beings, is we're not here to just be safe, right, and stay comfortable. We're here to evolve. We're here to grow. We're here to become whole people. And in that process, I think we have to experience some of the really hard things in life, You know, as my mom would always say, the longer we're here, you know, and the gift of of having longevity in this life also doesn't preclude us from the the hard. And there are some real hard things uh, that are part of being human. So today we are going to talk about emotional resilience and the ability to handle and overcome adversity, embrace vulnerability, and then all the while grow in wisdom. And this, I believe, is a vital skill set for our young people. And frankly, I think it's 
vital for all of us to develop. And why? Because I think when we were younger, many of us used to think that when we were grown up, we would no longer have to be vulnerable, right? But my friends, to grow up is to accept vulnerability. It's actually to embrace it because to be alive is to be vulnerable. To be human is to be vulnerable. And vulnerability is inherent in adversity. And adversity, struggle, breeds two essential ingredients in this life, hope and resiliency. So one of my favorites, Brene Brown, says that hope is a function of struggle. And of course, when I always think of that quote, I think of Andy Dufresne from, he's one of the characters in, I think, the coolest movies ever, Shawshank Redemption. And he had a quote in there that I remember just being kind of struck by. And it was, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. So there is value and power in adversity because why it gives rise to the remarkable strength of which we are all capable as humans. So by avoiding adversity, which many of us do at all costs, we lose the opportunity to expand and to grow and to love and to hope and be connected. So I'm often asked by parents of my young adult clients, what is required in helping our children grow in confidence and resilience? It's a very common question. And what I always say is who we are and how we engage with the world is a far more accurate predictor of how our children will do than anything else we do and anything else we know about parenting. I think it's safe to say that we've gone to extreme lengths to protect ourselves and our children from the uncertainty and from the heart of the world today. And I've seen this not just through the lens as a life coach, but also as a parent. And I often see young people who have never had real, genuine experiences with adversity. And interestingly, this lack of adversity shows up as hopelessness in their sweet beings. But of course, this makes sense, right? Because remember, hope is a function of struggle. And struggle is a normal part of life. So what is hope and why is it important? Hope is not an emotion, but it's more, it's, hope is a cognitive behavioral process that we learn when we experience adversity. And we also learn it when we are blessed with people who believe in us and have faith in our ability to do hard things and move through discomfort. And this is different from the pattern of our parenting today, which is often in the form of doing for our children what they can do for themselves paving the way for them, moving out all of the hard, right? Moving and kind of shifting the obstacles in their way. And then along those lines, telling them that they are special, 
and everything they do is wonderful, and then proceeding to shield them from pain and adversity wherever and whenever possible. I think we have this belief that struggle is bad, right? But guess what? We miss the boat when we protect our children from life itself. And I think the gifts that come from adversity. So for the sake of today's episode, we are going to talk about the wisdom and interplay between adversity, vulnerability, and resiliency, that trifecta, right? And when it comes to engaging with the human journey. We'll also discuss two different kinds of adversity that line our paths, which one is the chosen variety of adversity, right? The kind that we seek out. And then, of course, there's the adversity that is the unchosen variety, (laughs) the one given to us without our consent. So we'll cover those two, and then we'll round it out by sharing the why and the gold behind setting big goals and seeking out our chosen adversity, whatever form that might take. And this most especially goes out to our young people, okay? So adversity on this human journey can take on two forms. Chosen adversity looks like moving to Guatemala for a year, like our family did, or playing a sport at an elite level, or climbing a mountain, right? Going on a big hike, or committing to a rigorous academic and extracurricular path in hopes of gaining admission to a top-tier school or securing a job at a coveted company. These are all things that are chosen adversity, right? They are things that we are going for that we don't have to if we don't want to be so uncomfortable and we don't want to challenge ourselves, but they are things that if we do set our sights on, we are going to experience some struggle and some heart. And sometimes and maybe oftentimes we won't even be able to achieve what it is we're going for, but we do gain the beauty and the gifts and the the luxuries of what comes from that process. And we'll talk more about that as we move along in this episode. So chosen adversity, as I just talked about, and then there's the unchosen variety of adversity which many of us are probably (laughs) a little more familiar than we'd like to be in this life. And sometimes this comes in the form of receiving a medical diagnosis or giving a public speech or experiencing a breakup or losing a loved one. Or, you know what, something to which we can all relate is navigating a global pandemic, right? It's not our chosen variety of adversity, but it is not going anywhere, right? So we have been faced with that for the last year. So you can't really compare the chosen and unchosen in the sense of the severity of the consequences that are at hand. But I would argue the common ingredient in both of these forms of adversity is that they require a similar emotional skill set. It's, it's a mental agility and mental focus and strength that is required to overcome challenges. So ask yourself this question. When you are facing adversity, whether chosen or unchosen, does it overwhelm you? Now, of course, 
for many of us, it overwhelms us initially. That's very common and normal. But after that initial overwhelm, do you gather your inner resources and channel that overwhelm and rise to meet it? Do you have the motivation and strength to step into it? Are you willing to risk falling down over and over again and then getting yourself back up and brushing yourself up and getting back on the horse? Are you buttressed by the belief that you are capable of finding your way, figuring things out, being resourceful, and being part of the solution? So these are questions I'm asking you because they are really about how you choose to think about adversity. So a few more might be, do you use adversity as a trial to your benefit? Do you use it as something that's supposed to be happening for you to get better? Or are you feeling more like the victim? Are you resisting it or rejecting it? Are you thinking that it's something that should not be happening? So all of these questions are just good to ask yourself when it comes to struggle and facing adversity. It's just good to know from where you are operating and if it is where you want to stay. Or you might consider engaging with it a little differently. Now, after this episode, who knows? My hope would be that this just gets you thinking a little differently than before. It is very common to feel entitled to live this human life adversity-free, okay? And to desire comfort and ease and to avoid adversity at all costs. We all, I think at times, more than others, but at times seek that out, right? But as you can imagine, this mentality is not helpful or useful when it comes to growth. And as Brene says, you can choose courage or comfort, my friends, but you cannot have both. So something that I often hear in my coaching practice is people are asking themselves, what is wrong with me, Marta, that my life is so hard? But interestingly, this is based on the assumption that everyone's life is so much easier and that there's actually something wrong with them because they're struggling. And this is simply not true. Everyone's life is hard to some degree, and especially during this time of COVID. It's a shared hard, right? But as you can imagine, the belief that something is wrong with us or something has gone wrong when we experience adversity and struggle in life This mentality creates negative patterns that literally pulls apart our confidence and our our self-esteem from the inside out. So this mentality, it facilitates learning patterns that are driven by more self-criticism and self-fear instead of cultivating growth and resilience through gratitude compassion, forgiveness, and love. So time and again, we learn that shifting our internal dialogue from criticism and fear to something a little softer, a little lighter, a little more forgiving, builds our resilience muscle and gets a better and healthier 
long-term result. This is true for all of us humans. With this knowledge, it would be good to know from where you are operating when struggle and adversity hit. Okay? Just take stock of that. Notice it. And is it something you might want to shift gently, ever so slightly, or over time, maybe significantly? So what is developing resilience? Developing resilience is both a complex and personal kind of process. It involves a combination of inner strengths and outer resources. But resilience isn't something people tap into only during overwhelming moments of adversity, okay? It really is something we build as in, on a daily basis as we encounter all kinds of stressors, right? And that could be, well, for me today, it was hitting some heavy traffic and being kind of waylaid and not able to get to the destination that I needed to in the time that I had allotted. <laughs> so I was super frustrated initially and then kind of calmed and thought, this frustration is going to go nowhere good and I can't move these cars, so I'm just going to sit and listen to a podcast. So, um, you know, another example of a stressor, a daily stressor could be online schooling, right? Or maybe getting sick or an unexpected and hard conversation or exchange with a significant other. Or for one of my clients today, it was an onslaught of homework. And for me yesterday, it was conflicting meetings on my schedule. That was hard. And I thought, how am I going to do this? What does this look like? And how am I going to manage this? And for a client that I'm going to be talking to tomorrow, she's a little bit stressed right now because she has a big job interview tomorrow. So again, these are all examples of things that we on a daily basis are facing and it builds our resiliency muscle. Resilience is a practice and it requires nurturing. Okay. Why is resilience important? Resilience is what gives people the emotional strength and the hope to cope with any kind of trauma or adversity or hardship. Resilient people utilize their resources, their strengths and skills to overcome challenges and work through setbacks. So people who lack resilience are more likely let's say, to feel overwhelmed or helpless. And in face of that, they rely more on unhealthy coping strategies, maybe avoidance or isolation or sometimes self-medication. And this is common in our young people because they've not built the emotional toolkit necessary to navigate the hard yet, right? They're still under construction. They're still trying to figure that out. And they're not being given the messaging that adversity is part of life. Nothing has gone wrong. And only by doing hard things can they build the resiliency muscle. Okay? One of my college clients, (laughs) she asked me, this was, gosh, I don't know, a few weeks back, but I laughed when she asked me that. She said, if resilient people are so strong. Do they ever experience struggle? And I said, 
Of course, resilient people experience stress, okay? And they experience setbacks and difficult emotions just like everyone else. But what sets resilient people apart from others is that they tap into their strengths and they get resourceful and they seek help from support systems to overcome challenges and work through problems. So by building their muscle of resilience, it empowers them to accept and adapt to a situation. And then by adapting and accepting the situation, they move forward. So as we often talk about, in order to develop any skill, it requires deliberate practice and intentionality. And without even knowing it, we are practicing all the time. The way that we are engaging and interpreting external stimuli in our environment, right? And then entertaining thoughts. This is happening every day in our minds, in our beings. And as we're busy interpreting these things, right? We are also grooving patterns by either questioning it or reinforcing it. It's our choice. And this, of course, is the best news because if we choose to interpret adversity as a road really to be navigated instead of a road to be avoided, we grow our resiliency muscle and we become more flexible and focused on problem solving and seeking a solution, a way forward. And we get bigger and better and wiser in the process. So I see this all the time with my clients. The moment they realize that adversity is just part of the package and then the upside to choosing to move through it and get dirty, right, in the process instead of avoiding it and staying stagnant, this is where the light goes on for them. Things shift. And this is also where they sow the seeds of confidence. And it's also where meaning and purpose are birthed, really, truly. And this is the path to wholeness, okay? So all sorts of reasons why we want to become more resilient and to seek out adversity, okay? My client, Elena, name change, um, has been avoiding adversity all of her 23 years of life because she has believed that if she were to stick with something that she wasn't good at, and that was difficult. It would only go to prove that she's not worthy. She's not smart. She's not capable. So instead, she's been a quitter pretty much all her life, as she would describe. That's the word she used. I've been a quitter. And this way of being in the world, as you can imagine, hasn't built her confidence or her capacity to do hard things. In fact, it's made her soft and small and absolutely terrified of adulting. So our work has been to help her take stock of her life up to now, help her lift her head, right? Notice, look around, and then chart a new and different path forward. First of all, it's important for her to know another option, right? What is possible, what she's capable of. And this is not an easy process, far from it, in fact. And there have been many moments for Elena that she's had some overwhelming fear and shame that's come up for her. But what's different is that she's not falling back into old patterns or old ways of coping. 
she's feeling her feelings and she's not reacting to them or self-medicating them, which was a big thing for her. She's really gotten back to the basics. And as I always tell her, keep it simple, right? Keep things simple. Learn how to take care of yourself. So she's learning how to take care of herself. And in doing so, she's found it to be kind of a full-time job because she never really learned how to do it. She's always been focused on other things, but really that's her foundation. And so she's been kind of operating without that kind of buttressing for her. So keeping her room clean, organizing her day, committing to some form of daily exercise or movement, fueling her body with intention, right? Getting enough sleep, limiting her phone usage. That's been a big one for her because she's a scroller like many of us, right? Learning breath work, aligning her words and her actions. And one of the biggest is learning for her how to do things she doesn't want to do in the moment, but she knows are important in the long run. Because before, she always chose the easy, the comfortable. And now she's learning this is really uncomfortable and I'm still going to move through it. That has been probably the most significant shift for her. And of course, all of these things that she's working on are not real shiny and grand and, and you know, uh, impressive to the outside world, but they are the foundation from which to build a life, a really big life, and a life that she, Elena, loves. So we, my friends, are remarkable as humans. And I will say this time and again, we are able to change and adapt to adversity, which I think is truly one of our core strengths. Because honestly, we didn't evolve because we are so good at maintaining stability, right? It was really because of our ability to overcome and adapt to adversity that we're here today. So we are capable of optimizing our systems like our fuel, our knowledge, our community, and being resourceful. And those that are better than us and stronger than us can help us overcome stress, right? And you know what? I see this all the time with my clients that have older siblings. Those older siblings are gifts on so many levels, but probably one of the most significant is that these younger sibs are learning from their mistakes. <laughs> so thank you, older siblings. And I am the youngest of five, so I speak from experience on this. And we have the ability to stand on the shoulders of our siblings in thanks to their learnings and in thanks to their wisdom and in thanks to their kind of cheering us on. So we are capable of more than we think. And I say this often. For those sweet young adults out there, I want you to think about this, okay? When you're setting big goals... Or let's say you've never set big goals because you've been terrified of possibly not meeting those goals, right? Or facing the adversity in the process. I would love for you to consider today that to shift your thinking about setting big goals and not being afraid to do so. Know that big goals require taking action. Yes, they do. They also require failing and then taking action again. 
and then failing and taking action and failing and then overcoming the fail, right? Overcoming the adversity until you get that, the result you want. That is what it means to set big goals, right? For some, they'd say, why would I ever want to do that? And I say, because of who you become in the process. By the time you get the result you want, you will have overcome so much adversity that your level of strength will be much higher had you not faced any adversity in the first place, okay? You will be stronger because of it and wiser. You will be better. And you're going for and accomplishing a particular goal. That, that like drive, right, not only gives you the goal, but it gives you more resolve, more resilience, more strength as a human being in terms of your emotional management, your ability to engage with this human journey and to live bigger, right? That's the reason to set big goals. It literally grows us and transforms us as humans. The more we choose to see adversity as the curriculum or let's say as the stepping zone to the life that we want, we can embrace the hard and move towards it, accept it in a way that really assimilates the idea that it's supposed to be hard. Nothing has gone wrong. In fact, that is the essence of something worthwhile, right? Greatness isn't supposed to be easy, right? It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to require overcoming adversity. So I was talking with this young lady the other day and she was, she has found out she's going to Dartmouth and she's super, super excited about this. But she was kind of bemoaning the fact that her other friend got into Dartmouth, who's across the country, but this is a dear friend of hers who, as she would say, is a genius. And she's like, she didn't even have to work for it. I work my tail off. I work my butt off to gain admission. And I said, listen, I think you're the lucky one because the strength and the internal change that is required when there's more adversity, that can actually make your life so much richer, so much more meaningful, and make you so much more of a whole person. So I, as I said, I think she's the lucky one. It doesn't matter what area of your life you practice this in either. So for my son, my sweet Leo, right now it's soccer for him. He desires to play soccer in college, but because he goes to a high school boarding school that's not as much about, let's say, developing college soccer material, he has to do the work and get creative with how he wants to pursue this particular goal of his. And I love this sport for him, not because... I think he's going to become a pro soccer player or make lots of money. (laughs) Not at all. It's more because whatever area Leo and, let's say for any of you listening, are working on overcoming adversity, then you can use it in every other area of your life going forward. So as Leo works to become a better soccer player, he has to overcome his mind, right? He has to overcome adversity. He has to overcome his own challenges and he will be able to take all of those lessons and all of that strength and apply it to all the other areas of his life. And that is such a win, you guys. His relationship with himself, 
his relationship with his loved ones someday, right? Whoever's lucky enough to to be with my sweet Leo, um, all of my kids, uh, here I am. Anyway, his job, Leo's job, his goals, anything he wants, he'll be able to use these skills that he's developing in going for his soccer goal, his soccer dream. So that's what I want to recommend for you, each and every one of you as well. Pick an area of your life where you're willing to go all in and go to the mat with adversity. Maybe it's choosing the harder major and the one that you're most passionate about, but you're terrified of engaging with. Maybe it's losing weight and developing a protocol. Or maybe it's getting a 3-5 GPA. Whatever it may be, are you willing to go in and say, bring it, let's go. Bring on the adversity. And don't expect success and don't expect it early, right? Expect to work for it. Expect to overcome adversity to get there. And if you overcome adversity, after adversity, after adversity, if you overcome challenge and obstacle and you don't achieve your ultimate success, right? Your goal. And say Leo doesn't play soccer in college. And say you don't achieve your ultimate goal. It doesn't matter because you will have become a stronger human, right? A stronger version of you in going for it. In the process of going for your goals, my friends, this is where you will evolve and grow stronger and wiser and better every time. So get out there. You will have become someone who is able to be vulnerable, engage with adversity, and become more resilient. Someone who's stronger for having had the goal, rather than just staying safe and not pursuing your dreams. So you may never play collegiate soccer, or you may never shoot that game-winning free throw, right? Gotta love March Madness. Shout out to Go Blue. (laughs) But having been out there on the field or on the court or in the classroom, working as hard as you need to work to be able to even be there, you will have become more of the person you're capable of being. And that is what it is all about. So be willing to sign up for adversity. Be willing to let it make you stronger. Use it for you, not against you. And never, ever quit, okay? Promise me that. No quitting. Go for it. Engage with it. You will be better for it. It's in the midst of our climbs, my friends, that we come to grips with our own fears and our own limitations, but all the while moving forward and moving ahead. This is when we find out what we're made of, okay? There's new climbs and new adventures that await you, and new and different challenges will line our path. The more we travel, the more versatile, the more capable we become, and the more we seek new paths, new adventures. And as Brene says, the most beautiful things I look back on in my life are coming out from underneath things I didn't know I could get out from underneath. The moments I look back in my life and think, God, those are the moments that made me. Those were moments of struggle. Hope is brokenhearted on the way to becoming wholehearted. All right, 
that's what I got for you guys this week. I look forward to being here next week. And until then, sending blue skies and sunshine to all the corners of the world, wherever you may be. Big love. Take care. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.